Jared Meese and Steve Beattie and their whole team, they are they're the best track prep people in the country right now. I mean, what they what they do with the drags and the water and and they're they're on like as soon as that track is ready, there's no dicking around. There's no calling on the radio. They're in their trucks and the water truck ready to go. Uh, efficiency is key uh, at these races, and they did a phenomenal job. Episode 143, Tank Slatten Podcast. Little Limer Rewind coming up for you guys. We're going to talk the amateur race a little bit on Friday. And then we're going to go over everything there is to know about what went on at the Lima half mile. Other side of the pod, I got my crippled fuck co-host, Eric Hartley, man. What's up? Uh, it's uh, pretty good. I've had a uh, very interesting last couple of days, um, but I'm back in uh, Washington. Went to uh, finally get x-rays and uh, it's still attached. So I'm good. No, I uh, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, broke my foot, uh, sprained just about every ligament in my knee, and uh, but I dodged a bullet. So, um, yeah, in a couple months I'll be back. Let's go! Oh boy, oh boy, yeah. We'll we'll talk about <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that to, when we talk about the the Saturday race. But dude, I didn't even know you crashed. I was like back in my pit and. Someone, people were hitting me up like, Hey, who crashed in hooligans? I was like, shit, I didn't even know there was a crash. Like I was, I, it's so hard for me to go watch everything. Like Chad and James, fuck man, they keep me busy. And I didn't, I didn't. And then I heard there was a crash in hooligan. I didn't think anything of it. And then they're like, yeah, it was Eric. I was like, Oh no shit. I was like, well, and then I heard you were like, yeah. generally speaking, you were quote unquote, all right. You know? So I was like, all right, well, yeah. I'll go uh, check on him later, but damn, man, glad yeah, I, uh, that place can get yeah, here quick. So I'm glad you can. Right. Yeah, it can. It was good. <laughs> I, I got, uh, I got limed. Um, and then, you know what? I got to call out uh, Brian Smith because I know that he was the one in the truck specifically making the call not to let my family know that I was okay. He wanted radio silence. I know it's Brian. He's my arch nemesis. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so yeah you had to drive and then you had to drive in a fucking pickup truck all the way back to washington which honestly i was telling you man driving driving a vehicle nowadays like i just get sore from driving like i don't even like there's no i just i'm sore from sitting in a vehicle now like it's it's crazy so i can't imagine crashing and then sitting in a vehicle with with what you did so yeah glad you're all right bro but uh, thankfully Thanks, your dude. voice works because we got a lot to chat chat about here with Lima. Yeah. i want to make sure we shout out our title sponsor mission foods they keep us going week in and week out with these podcasts they keep the sport going honestly they do so much for flat track moto america drag racing uh it's really cool it's crazy to think about life before mission foods in this sport because they do so much for uh the entire industry so appreciate them if you can support them, you know, go out, buy their products, go out. And uh, if you can't find them at your local grocery store, hit them up online, do what you can to support those who support the sport. I want to give a shout out to Indian Motorcycle. Since 1901, Indian Motorcycle has been the choice of riders 
who make their own rules. Uh, man, they do so much too for, they've kind of shifted focus a little bit to road racing in Moto America, but they still offer a really good contingency program in flat track. They do super hooligan racing. They're, they're heavily involved and it's a company that they ride bikes. Like they're, they're riders as well. They don't just sell the product they ride. So really cool, uh, brand, uh, what they're doing over there in the motorcycle. And I want to give a shout out to Dunlop motorcycle tires, the official tire of American flat track. Uh, official tire of Moto America, 19 inch, 17 inch flat track tires, off road street, DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. The official tire of Moto America Mini Cup, man. Official tire of Cordy Texter mm-hmm. Promotions. Uh, we love Dunlop. So <clears throat> shout out to shout out to shout out to Dunlop. Uh, let's get into Friday, bro. So that was your Friday was uh uh I just call it the Robbie Bobby race on Friday. I think he called it like pushing the lime a cushion. That was your first taste at Lima, right? Like you've never, you never raced it prior to Friday. Yep. Nope. That was it. That was a uh, trial by fire. Uh, salvage uh, 12th, I think uh, out of 17 on some uh, last lap chaos, but uh, it was uh yeah, no, <laughs> it was a, uh, a big old pea gravel half mile. Um, it uh, is everything that people say it is. It's awesome. And I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, and honestly, this year at Lima, they tried something a little different where they kind of like graded. It looked like they left, I don't know, the footage, um, the feet feet footage. It's not camera footage. The footage of the track, how much they they cut off the bottom a little bit so you couldn't run it. So which kind of, I think the reasoning might have been to push the riders up on the track more, run the, you know, more of the crown if of I- the... Well, what I heard was that they they did that. Um, so leading up to like the all weeks worth of preparation, it had a lot to do with just getting the the water truck out there and not rutting up. Um, you know, they put water down and then it would go over and smash it down, pack it in. Um, Metzger, the guy that you know was doing it, was talking about how it really was a advantage for them because they could get the water truck in there and uh, not beat it to shit all week. So I, it was it was smooth. I. I, you know, I say that and then I hit a rut and went fucking 20 feet into the air. No, I'm just kidding. It gets, yeah, but you got, dude, you got way too high there. The video footage I saw, you like, you got really high. Like, so off a turn two at Lima, there's always that little, like, it's like a speed hump where I guess, I don't know. It's like there's a gate there. I think it's the water runoff or something. There's always that little, yeah, like you dip. And it's kind of a Lima tradition (laughs) at this point. And when when I saw with the video clip that you showed me, fuck dude you were in the danger zone like q <laughs> kenny Loggins, Ice like man. yeah yeah, yeah. Ice man. <laughs> and then it just shifted away i think the camera knew like all right this guy's crashing we don't need to show this because you were way <laughs> way in the danger zone but um anyway they they cut a portion of that track off and friday it was cool because um the amateur program i actually thought was pretty solid um there wasn't a lot of classes which is good because on cushion racetracks there's a lot more prep and, and I'll say it again. I've said it. I think I've said it before. I, I know I've said it, but Jared Meese and Steve Beattie and their whole team, they are, they're the best track prep people in the country right now. I mean, what they, what they do with the drags and the water and, and they're, they're on, like, as soon as that track is ready, there's no dicking around. There's no calling on the radio. They're in their trucks and the water truck ready to go. Uh, efficiency is key uh, at these races and they did a phenomenal job 
and that was cool on Friday for the amateurs because they got they got the top notch track prep crew in the country for that Friday race. Um, and I th- I think it's a huge game changer. So yeah, shout off shout out to uh to the crew there. Um, you know I I got to watch a lot of the races on Friday because I was helping Evan, and uh, yeah, it was good. It was good racing. The four fifty classes were were super stacked. I mean, there was, I think yeah. 35, 40 riders in the open amateur classes. Um, it was cool. Evan, he, he, uh, got two wins in in those classes and, uh, he won the, the dash for cash, the, the Metzger Memorial dash for cash. So he got to make a few extra bucks and yeah, overall it was, uh, it was a really cool amateur program. So hats off to everybody that made that happen. Um, obviously there's little things they can do to improve, I think, but, generally speaking, like we got done really early and solid program, man. I mean, what were your thoughts on Friday? I thought it was solid. That was awesome. I, I, I've said it since I've uh, started coming around these uh, showcases that AFT does the night before. It's a great way for them to reach across the aisle um, to a lot of the amateur riders and expose these kids to, you know, that next level. Um, You know, that I know they don't have a futures cup or anything like that like um super supercross does but it's just there's a lot to becoming a professional athlete and you know these kids like evan and Braden and you know all these guys uh that are coming up need to be exposed to that what it you know what it takes and so you know the, the i mean it's a little stuff like the transponders you know the the proper track uh prep um you know big the only on, like, thing being in your spot i just yeah great, man. i like it I'm going to chime in. The only thing that I think they could have did better is they could have had the starting light up and running for, uh, for the amateurs. Yeah. They did a, they did the flag start, which big P he's, he's the fucking man. I love that guy. He crushed it, but it would have been cool to have them set the light up and have the amateurs run the same lighting system that the pros run. Um, amateur nationals. I thought that was a cool thing they did. They had a, yeah. a red, yellow, yellow, green, and, and people were, you know, the amateurs were bitching and they couldn't figure it out. It's like, <laughs> dude, I mean, you're going to, if you want to go pro, yep. this is what you, this is what they use. Like, you, you know, they're, they're like, oh, well, we're burning clutches out. It's like, dude, you don't put the bike in gear until like at the pro races, nobody puts their bike in gear until at least the first yellow comes on. Um, a lot of people yep. wait till the second yellow and they quick put it in gear. I mean, it's, Anyway, that's another another topic, but uh, yeah, I, I thought they could have did the uh, had the light because I mean, realistically, can't be that hard just to set up the light. But um, but uh, no, I mean, it was uh, it was cool. And I got, when I rolled in the pits, dude, I was getting fucking death stares at like rolling into the CTR rig in my trailer, and you know, they some of the amateurs might might have had Sonoya flashbacks and uh oh fuck here we go again and dude i like i was wondering why everybody was staring at me all angry and i'm like what the hell is going on like i i mean i paid to get in and people were just glaring at me i'm like oh i was like i'm not i'm not racing guys i'm just here spectating so uh i just it was so funny uh getting that getting the stares from some of the amateur kids, man. I'm like, you know, I'm not racing, but I mean, Evan is, he's sitting next to me, like stare at him. Like why are you staring at me? So, um, and then like somebody, somebody came up, they're like, 
yeah, I thought you were racing. I was like, no, I'm not. I was just like, I had no reason to. I'm just, you know, if, if the team needed me to test the bikes, yeah, fuck yeah, I don't care. I'll, I'll ride. And um, they're like, well, you're not allowed. You have to wait two years. I'm like, eh, actually, that's that's not a rule. That's just people think that's Why didn't a they, uh It's kind of bullshit. Why didn't they get mad at Ashley? She rode, right? You know, like <laughs> she's part of the team. No, I think people are off. mad because they like they think there's a rule where you have to sit out two years and they think I'm just like so, breaking okay. so the rule. So it has rule. nothing to do with like doing bike setup or anything like that. It's just they just don't want well, to. Well, why would the amateur kids give a fuck about that? They're not racing the next day. I just legit think yeah. people think I was, you know, like I would I wouldn't I mean I promote big AMA events where we give out number one AMA plates. You don't think I'm gonna call Kensel Hunt and Mike yeah. Burkeen and make sure I'm eligible before I do it. Like uh so anyway, the uh the dash for cash. I was watching the dash for cash air because it was going up in value. And if it hit a certain amount, yeah. I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna go out and try to try to take some lunch money. But dude, Evan he got down to a 258 lap time in one of his heat races he was uh, fucking flying which is absolutely stupid and we'll go over lap times as we get into uh get into saturday so let's get into saturday we'll just we'll roll right into it um i did want to talk about the track on saturday some of the riders were saying it was worse they thought it might have been worse but a lot of the hooligan riders that i talked to they said it was actually better and proof in the pudding I think that's an expression. I, I probably fucked it up, but the, uh, yeah. So I looked at the lap times from hooligan qualifying on Friday. I'm looking at Sean Raggio, 28, six, Dave Kilkenny, 28, seven, Johnny Bove, Bova, Bova. I always screw his Bova. name up. Yeah. Bova. Sorry, Bova. Johnny 29, two. I go to the qualifying times, um, for Saturday, Dave Kilkenny, 27, five, Sean Raggio, Raggio, 27-7. Um, Buva did go a little, a little slow. Well, so... The, they said it was better, so... Well, if you were in the first group, because on, on Saturday, they watered before group one, but if you were in the second group, you didn't get any prep the, the second time. So I would say, like, if you looked at the guys that rode on Friday, but then rode in the first group on Saturday, that would be a better um kind of like look at it so guys like ratio they were in the first group so they didn't drag it in way, between they definitely drug it not they did the first time the very first time that we went out there for uh practice and then they were like ah this is slowing shit up fuck you guys go have fun so uh but no yeah they didn't after they didn't do any track prep oh, okay. in between one and two yeah yeah so okay but if you, i mean all things considered it's still it was it was better on saturday um i think you know it, it was just, it had a lot more traction. It wasn't as windy and it was, you know, kind of getting towards the evening and stuff. And I uh, know it was, yeah, it was better for sure. No, and, yep. and honestly, Friday, it was kind of like cloudy and rain. Like one of the races, it yeah. was like raining and um, mm -hmm. those are pretty good conditions for like a cushion racetrack. And Saturday it was kind of hot and windy, like you just said. And that's, those are tough conditions, but dude, I'm going back to Lima in, in like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I mean, it, the track was not nearly as good as it is now. Uh, you look at lap times, the lap times, it, it always varies at Lima. And I, fuck, dude, we'll talk about lap times too, because that's another topic I wanted to bring up. Um, <laughs> jot, jot that down here on my notes. But uh, 
in the in the past like they didn't have all these drags like they had like maybe one rake drag or yeah. two and maybe one water truck i mean Meese, he has like eight drags like eight metal drags and they drag after every session they water and damn they do a good job so the track's been great um it's not as deep as it used to be because back then like they didn't water they didn't like drag it every time like they would just let the deep shit build up like in the top of the track and it kind of like it was sketchy i mean it was some guys loved it but it was really inconsistent and it would kind of spit guys off a lot easier than than what it does now so again i'm just gonna give the the track prep guys like a huge shout out um yeah that's that track was awesome yeah they crush it and shit man we need more we need i was going to talk about this later on this show but we need more cushion racetracks i mean that is that is the most Lima is the best race of the entire fucking season i mean the vibe the energy the racing the everything the stands are packed it's so blue collar dirt track racing man where you just oh man i just love it i love lima i was so and i'm not gonna be i'm gonna be honest that was the toughest race so far for me this year to watch because i don't know maybe i'm just talking shit but i feel like i could be really competitive still so like yep. watching it was really tough but fuck i I was having fun dude <laughs> like i have a lot yeah of it was it was a it was a good event from like from i mean even like friday all the way through saturday like the vibe was high like you could tell like like you know it's we we give it shit all the time it's aft we you know make crack you know crack shit all the time but like that felt like a pro event like there was a vibe from the beginning to the end and there there was energy throughout the pits through the stands like that was like yeah that was the a plus so far this season in in my opinion of like that's the the golden's the golden star so far so it was it was a great event yeah uh, i want to give a shout out to bell power sports check out bellhomets.com to view their full line of products i wear the race star flex a lot of riders do actually we wear the moto 10 when we go training the quality and safety of these helmets is unmatched i've said it before on here but if you get a chance to look up safety ratings i mean you can find safety ratings for these brands all over the internet and yeah bell bell crushes it so uh if you start tank slapping you want to be protected by bell um yeah i so this whole lap time thing um i saw something or somebody reached out or sent me a screenshot regarding i forget what it was but it was lap times from the coin right and they're talking they were talking about the lap times from the coin in like 1995 or something six versus what we were just there and I'm getting off topic a little bit. It's the Lima rewind, but it also works for Lima because they were talking about it. Like uh, Scotty and Tommy Duma were talking about lap times over the speaker where, you know, the times back in the day were, you know, faster or they weren't faster. And I'm like, it's so hard to compare that. I mean, back in the day the, the riders, honestly, they had, you could do way more with your wheels, your tires, you could cut tires, you could, I think the rubber on these uh these newer tires is more of like a synthetic y kind of rubber that doesn't get as much grip. Um, I'm just going off of feel in the last 15 years. It just has a different feel to these tires. So and then I and then I saw the video of the track from the coin that they were dude, it was like literally the best looking the coin mile. The groove was 80 feet wide <laughs> and it looked phenomenal. And yeah, I just 
you know, people compare lap times and immediately it's like, oh, they were so much faster back in the day. It's like, dude, like it, it's just well, did, a different did, kind of. Did reason. you hear them? They called you out when when they're talking about that. Uh, they're talking about lap times. And Scotty gave you props. He was like, oh, you know, Corey, I just saw this, you know, like the things that you could do with the bike and, you know, listed off a, a bunch of different reasons. And um, they actually said, oh, that's that's a really good point. So, um, you know, you still matter. You still matter, Corey. Oh, great. Props. <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool. I appreciate that. But uh, no, I mean, it's yeah, it's it just cr it cracks me up. And I seen one comment where some guy said, uh, you know, any rider from that era could smoke everybody out there today. And like, I was just like, all right, yeah. you're that's, that's a reach. But anyway, so that, yeah, it's, it's like the lap time thing. I mean, you can't, you can't compare lap times from back then to now. It's so different. Um, yeah, it's just so different. It's, it's not even close to being comparable. So, uh, I want to move on to let's just talk Lima. Let's talk the results. Uh, yep. We'll do what we always do. We'll go down the list in the singles. Uh, so in the singles qualifying, man, Tom Drain was unreal. Um, oh, yeah. I think he ran a 25 qualifying one. I have it up here now. He did a 25 seven and second, Jesus. second was Chad Coase, 26, three. Cody 26-3, Bruner 26-4, Max 26-4, Chase 26-4, Trent 26-6, James Ott 26-6, Shayna 26-6, Justin Jones 26-8. That's your top 10. Draney was basically six tenths quicker than everybody in qualifying one, um, which is actually insane. And I, again, I want to give Evan a nod because he did a 25-8 on Friday, but again can't compare lap times track to track. Um, it's just so different. So going into the race, I didn't see how anybody was going to be able to beat Tom. Like I was, yeah, I was, I couldn't believe it. He, he looked, he didn't even look out of control. Like he looked, he, he wrote it very smooth and going into this, I was generally curious, generally curious how he would do on the Yamaha because it's such a different frame, uh, than the, the KTM that he's been used to riding on cushions. Um, yeah. he, grew, he grew up riding KTMs. He rode a KTM last year and, uh, you know, they, they handle completely different, but yeah, anyway, Tom looked good, but Cody cop went two for two, uh, really stepped it up in the dash, pulled out the win. It was kind of close. And then the main event, man, it was a close battle, really yeah. good battle. Tom, Tom got by him and I thought, oh shit, you know, that's, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if, if, uh, if Draney got away and Cody came back, man, I, I love to see the fight in him. And, uh, you know, I know he's been kind of, uh, frustrated with the miles and he wants to take control of these points and yeah, he, uh, took the lead and slowly started to pull away, got the win and Draney was second, Eric. I mean, it was a, it was a really good I, race for the first I, 20 laps. Yeah. I couldn't help but think about what we kind of talked about with, uh, you know, the last episode where we we're kind of talking about, um, you know, height and strength and body type of the riders and stuff. And, and with Lima being such a demanding racetrack, you know, to see like Cody tall, you know, train uh, Tom super short, James short, but then Max is tall. I mean, you had all these different body types and, 
it was really cool. I mean, different frame types, you know, like everybody talks about how the, you know, the KTM can get around and stuff. And um, it just goes to show that there's so much parity in this class that who gives a fuck what they, what kind of build they are, what kind of bike they're on, like the best are, are going to rise to the top. And, you know, like they kept saying over the, uh, you know, the speakers, like this is a rider's track and all that stuff just went out the window and it was just who, who rode the better race. And it was, it was, it was really cool to see. Yeah. And, and I'll go back on that a little. I mean, Tom Drain in Australia, they ride a lot of tracks similar yeah. to what Lima is. They ride cushiony long track, um, you know, even amateur nationals, all the Aussies, they were so fast on the cushions. And every time we've ever had an Australian rider come over, they've always excelled on cushions. So growing up, Tom has, he has a lot of experience on cushions and James odd. He's a really good cushion rider too. Like he's a tiny little bastard. No offense, James. I love you kid. <laughs> uh, he's a tiny guy, but a he's, he rides a lot of pair of short track in California. It's a cushion track. He rides cushions. Well, and James is really strong. Um, he looks tiny. Well, he is. <laughs> he's t- he's a tiny guy, but he's you know I train with James, and he's 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 a pretty strong guy. So, um, well, one of the okay. So I got to ask this question, and it's it's a random shit one. But was James ever a swimmer? Do you know if I don't, that, if you I, don't I don't think he used he's, to be a chubby. He used to be okay. a chubby kid when he was younger. I should post his uh his, like, his photo. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> Cause I, I grew up with some uh, guys that were swimmers and they all have these wide fucking backs. And like James, like that was like the first thing I noticed, like, yeah, you're short, but Jesus Christ, dude, like he's got, he's strong. Yeah. Like, he spends a lot of time in the height. gym, almost yeah. a little too much time in the gym. I've, I'm always like, yeah, oh, man, you know, five hours in the gym. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I honestly, like James was a chubby. He was like a chubbier kid, like really chubby. I oh, mean, you God. look at pictures of James, <laughs> he looked like, uh, you ever see the picture of Jokic from, uh, NBA, the oh, picture that yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. where he's like really chubby and James, dude, James's <laughs> photos are funny. We'll have to, uh, We'll have to get get our hands on one, but yeah, I mean, he James is dedicated. He really wants to be successful at racing, and he you know he puts all of his efforts in the into uh, what he's got going on. But uh, yeah, his start uh, moving in the third, James got third. Uh, really, really proud of that result for him. Um, his his start was shit. Uh, I saw in the Cycle News article they did a uh, in my own words, and James was featured and. He said, I got a decent start. I actually haven't even texted him about that yet, but bro, that was not a decent start. I mean, you were on the front row and you were, you were the last one off the front row and guys on the second row were starting to peek at you in turn one. That's, I would, you know, a decent start would be second or third. Um, that, that classifies as a bad start to me. Um, <laughs> so, so when he, uh, and he was so far back and I don't think, I think a better start would have helped him. He could have maybe hung with those guys a little bit longer, but I don't know if he had the speed to run with them um, regardless, but it would have been interesting to see because I think he would have took a a solid effort at it. If he was closer on the start, he actually had to run down Sathoff. He was making moves at chase and then chase had a mechanical. We'll talk about him later, but uh, moving along Max whale, he was poking at James for a while there and, that battle was getting dicey. And then about maybe five, six laps to go, Max started peaking on the outside and turns one and two. And every time he did it, he lost a lot of time. Um, that was kind of all she wrote there um, for Max with his uh, shot at the podium. But 
fourth is uh is solid for Maxi. I think he he's probably not stoked, but it's you know decent result. And then and then uh, Trevor Bruner rode a really lonely race in fifth. Oh, yeah. Um, four seconds, four three and a half seconds behind Max, and three seconds ahead of Trent. So yeah, that's your top five, Eric. Um, yeah, that was, that was lonely for sure. And to go to max, to me, the, the, the vibe that I got was, and I don't know what you thought about it, but it looked like max knew that he, that was his only shot. So he was either going to make the high, wide and handsome work or, you know, and gamble. But I think he just kind of settled into it. You know, we kind of talk about earlier in the season, you know, champions collect their points and they don't throw them away. And, you know, max is now up second in points so um I, yeah i think yeah. he tested the waters and he was like i got nothing on it so no i don't think that it. was a bad yeah yeah i yeah. don't think that yeah, was a bad sure. move to try that but when you noticed you lost time the first lap i would have said fuck that i'll you know I'll, I'll try to set him up on the bottom um but he went up there a couple times and i and he just kept losing a lot of time on the exit of turn two and i was just like eh I mean, for me, like I, I, I like Max, but um, I wanted James to get a podium, so I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll come in, you know, try it again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, solid result for him. Uh, Trent Lowe, my boy Trent, he took a sixth, which honestly, last year at Lima, he was he was shitty. Like he did not have a good, he didn't have a good Lima, which is crazy because growing up he was always a really good cushion rider. But uh he took a six he was the first turner bike and the first honda honestly and for whatever reason the hondas just they don't look great at lima the last couple years like i uh, i know i know there's been hondas that have been they've done well but um i think a lot of that's whoever was riding them like watching the bikes they the back ends um they swivel it looks like they swivel a lot more when you get on the gas the rear wheel just kind of the front stays planted and the rear just fucking swivels like watching almost all of them. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah I don't know what, uh, I mean, he was 16. I mean, he, he got six, but he was 16 seconds behind Cody. That's, that's a big gap. Um, going into Chad, I was, I had high hopes on Chad cause he was like second, third fastest qualifying all day. And kind of had a shitty heat race. Didn't, didn't have the best main event. Um, but a respectable seventh for Chad, uh, Hunter Bauer in eighth, which is a good result for Hunter. He's a cushion yeah. Canadian guy. It's good to see him up there. Um, in eighth, the jet bro, the jet man. He, uh, all right. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in. Just wanted everybody to, uh, talk about my, uh, my boy, Jared, he got ninth. Thanks for coming to the podcast. We no, I'm kidding. I'm super <laughs> proud of Jared. Yeah, he did good, man. Actually, I watched the LCQ and he he looked really fast. Like I, did you see how pumped he was coming like after he won the LCQ. I didn't, I was, I didn't see. Oh, dude, no, I, he was so stoked. Like I was like, that is what this goddamn sport needs. So yeah, kudos. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I, so I mean, honestly, like Jared's not a bad rider, but I guess oh, I'm hard. I'm like hard to impress, I guess, but. I was, that was the, probably the most impressed I've been with Jared ever. I mean, he, he looked yeah. really good. So, um, shout out to, uh, to Jared and then Cole Zabala, uh, two, two of the big R bikes in the top 10. Yep. I, that was a really cool, cool deal for, for their whole team. Uh, Zabala, he's, he's Sandy. So I, uh, not overly surprised with his result. It's a good result for him. Uh, Taryn Santero and 11th. And then that we get into some kind of Taryn. 
Yeah, it's not a bad result. Not a bad result. No. Uh, and then we get into some weird results. We have Mishler down here in 12th and Dalton in 13th. Um, yeah, which is crazy because they both they both train a lot at PDT, which is a cushion short track. Um, Mishler has, I think he got second here last year, third or one of the years he podiumed here. And yeah, just, he just, he got, he got lapped. Um, so I I mean, I expect him to come around on these clay tracks, right? I mean, he's, Mm -hmm. he's going to figure it out. There's, I mean, there's no way he, he doesn't improve on these last few races. He's too good of a rider, right? Not to. So, um, and then Dalton, yeah, it's such a weird, I talked to Dalton a little bit and I chatted with Robbie Bobby and they were just like shaking their heads and, um, just they didn't you know like it's it's just crazy it's just a cra- it's crazy for Dalton to struggle there really I mean yeah. I I think a little bit might be set up but I think a lot of it is just confidence and mental I mean when you go to a track like it was me for Peoria for so long um you go there thinking you're gonna struggle you're gonna struggle you go there thinking you're gonna do better you you actually ride better <laughs> it's crazy how it no, works I, absolutely I completely agree and I think that's it as a fan of the sport, that's what I see. I just see it as um, more on the mental side of it. And I, Dalton and Morgan are both world-class riders. So it's as, it could be as simple as like, all right, in West Virginia, they're both on the box. Like it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like they're just that good that to like the flip of a switch, go to a track that maybe they're more comfortable on or something, then, you know, you see the results. And um, I, yeah, that's, that's what I throw my hands up at it. As like it, it's just got to be like you know a case of the whips or whatever they call it and you know the sports or whatever when like you can't throw a fastball like to the to the guy just like it's it's all in your head you know it's just you just got to get out of the funk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I I know they'll be better moving forward, but I don't not quite sure what that means quite yet. So we'll see uh, yeah. going into these next couple races. Uh, Travis Pett in fourteenth, solid, solid. Another main main event result for him uh shana man i'm a little bummed with shana like she had honestly i think her speed was really impressive i mean lima is a it's a rough cushion half mile it's a track that you know everybody thinks she sucks at which she's won there twice but she looked good at qualifying um she just had a really shitty main event i mean she she wasn't dicey. She got pushed back. She was fucking, looked like she was fucking around with tear offs for a minute or two. Um, and then when you're buried that far back on lap three, it's just, that's such a big hole to get out of. And I honestly think she was more than capable of getting a top 10 at Lima. Um, but they just, they just, she just didn't make it happen. That's on her. So I'm going to hold her a little, a little accountable on that. Um, she's probably going to be pissed at me. But uh, yeah, I just, I know she can still ride the bike. Well, I've seen it. Um, it comes down to executing a good race, uh, having a little bit more grit, like she's got to get like a little bit grittier. Um, it's tough, man. It's really tough as she's not the youngest rider out there anymore. And it's hard to find that grit as you get older, man. I, I experienced it. So, um, I, I also think she'll be, she'll be better these next few races, these, um, east coast clay tracks that she grew up on i think if she can qualify good get up in the mix early somehow squeak out a front row start in a main event uh, all bets are off i think she'll be you know she's still a contender so um 
going into the last four. Shout out Jacob Vanderkoy on his first yeah. main event. I I I didn't know what to expect with uh with Jacob moving up. Um I'm not surprised. He's pretty good cushion rider. Fuck, he's getting tall too. I was watching him there and staging in his leathers, and I'm like, dude, he's the kid's gotten. I remember that kid was freaking tiny. Short. <laughs> yeah, yeah now so he's short. Now he's pretty tall. Um, but uh, anyway, shout out Jacob, dude. I'm proud of you, man. I Jacob was actually, so I did that amateur national program where I, I helped out a bunch of kids. And honestly, my uh, the reason I did that was because of Jacob Vanderkoy. I was hanging out with him one summer and Jacob was trying to get me to sponsor him. And, you know, we joked back and forth. And uh, that's how I started my my Team CTR Elite program that I did for a few years was uh, because of Jacob. So Really cool to to see him uh, make his first main event. Uh, Declan Bender, another main event. Clark Morian, Morian uh, another main event. And then Sadoff had his DNF. Somebody took a provisional here, and it was Clark. So Clark, he took his provisional. He had a ninth in his LCQ. Um, yeah. It wouldn't have surprised me to see him do better as well because he's – He's like a cushion, quote unquote, cushion rider. Um, but yeah. he was, he's pretty far off in the main event. But um, yeah. Yeah. He, he missed, uh, I think it was uh, the last round he missed because I, I thought, what didn't his, his brother got married or something? So uh, shout out to uh, Clarky's brother for uh, tying the knot and uh, stepping up and being at the wedding. So yeah, it's good. awesome. Yeah. Big wedding job. We love weddings. Yeah. Weddings are cool. Yeah. There, dude, you ever had a wedding and all this, like you're, it's, it's kind of like you get tired, like you ever go hard at a wedding and there's like two hours left and you're just, you're like, how am I going to survive the rest of this two hours? Yeah. My yeah. own wedding. Really? Yeah. Me and I was, I was fucking done at it. <laughs> yeah. Weddings are, it, they're almost, almost too long sometimes. Like you go really hard yeah. and then, and then you're just like, you're trying to survive. Like there's been weddings with me and Briar so, uh, where we literally are like, we got to get air. Like we got to go outside and get fresh air. <laughs> oh man. So going into, should we go to super twins or you want to go to hooligan? Let's, I, I, I don't feel, don't feel right finishing with uh hooligans. So yes. um, yeah, we'll touch briefly on hooligans. Uh, I want to make sure yep. we shout out my man, Jerry Stinchfield, Roost systems of Dallas, Texas for keeping the pot alive. He's been our pretty much day one sponsor Commercial and industrial roofing company with nearly 40 years of experience. Jerry is the man. If you get a chance to go talk to Jerry at a race, go chat with that man. He is, he's awesome, loves the sport, and he's one of the best roofers in, in the country when it comes to commercial roofs. So hit him up if you're uh, in the need, in need of a roof, uh, roof for your business, or I think he does house roof. I don't want to like, I don't want to sell it if he's, if he doesn't do it, but um, <laughs> anyway, going into hooligans, uh, I'm just going to touch briefly on it. Uh, Sean bear looked amazing. Uh, he, he did, it did not, I picked Sean the win. Um, yeah, same. I thought he would win by more, honestly. I mean, he won by 2.7 seconds, which seems by a lot, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, he, he rode better than everybody. His bike looked better. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a good rider on a great bike. Uh, I don't know much about Hooligan. People are asking me, you know, how is, what, is that Hooligan legal? Is you know, I don't know enough about yes. the Hooligan so, rules. I'll, get, I'll, I'll let you chat on it, but um, yeah. it does look visibly faster than the Harleys. I guess probably that's yeah. a duh. Um, 
but I mean, dude, he wrote it good. Like you put yeah, any no. of these other guys on it, most of 99% of them aren't going to ride them as good as what he wrote it. So, um, yeah. And that's what we always say about like people with, you know, that bitch about Sean's bike or the KTMs. I'm like, dude, you put Sean on a Harley, he's going to win. You put Cole King, like people bitch about the KTMs. If you put Cole King on another uh, Harley, he's going to win. Like it's more of the rider than it is. I mean, like, yeah. So you go to the GNHC's website, read the rules, his bike, every single bike that was in this, starting lineup was legal you know stock chassis you know all of that it, so yes it's a hooligan like the, he, yeah. you can buy that bike on a showroom floor and then go race it so and there's yeah. an evolution of the sport but i i have to say this i don't know if you're looking at the results from the aft's website or whatever but they they haven't changed it yet but there at the very bottom is your is your boy. So Lowell, all, Lowell Bronstad, who got on the podium the last damn race he went to, uh, he finished 15th. They scored him at 15th, and uh, uh, the one-legged bandit got 16th. So um, they, they had to break it up because I did something stupid and caused a delay in the program. So they ran the three laps. I went fucking sailing off into outer space. Then they did the pit walk, let the sun settle, and they came back out for the five laps that weren't road or weren't ran. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was a pure chaos. Uh, so I do, I, I feel bad that I threw Jared's uh, program and AFT's program into uh, a free spin, but uh, yeah, hey, shit what, happens, so, bro. Uh, yeah. I was very very impressed with george roeder on that harley oh my god uh i don't know much yes. about the harley uh i'm not trying I, I have no idea who built it don't tell me uh it didn't look like it was the fastest bike i'm just being honest it didn't yeah i mean it was blowing up at the end of the race like the last three laps <laughs> and he looked fucking good that bike should not go that fast um no I was standing there in turn one and I was watching with a bunch of people I didn't even know. And every time he'd come past, I just started like smiling and shaking my head. Um, it was a joy to watch him in his old school leathers suit up yeah. and pretty much ride identical to how he rode when he was a top dog, you know? And um, I don't know, man. I mean, I would love to see Sean on a Harley with George, like on equal Harleys. Cause I yeah. think that'd be a hell of a, cause George is still good. Yeah. Um, he, he, damn, I was, impressed. Oh my God. And that mustache. Can we talk about the mustache? Oh, that's been a like, staple. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. But anywho, yeah, so. yeah. The mustache is, is unreal. Um, but Dude, I was I was impressed. Like he's got to be he's got to be close to sixty if he's not sixty. He's got to be sixty, right? Yeah. Oh, my for dad. Sure. My dad for would sure. be sixty. I don't know. Sorry, Gio. I don't know your age. He he's in really good shape though. I know he runs and he tra still trains. Yeah. And gosh, he looked good. I was I was pumped, yeah. man. I, as a '90s kid, you know, I was I was pumped to yeah. see him out there. Uh, that was that you was. You could awesome. hear the crowd too, like when they like they introduce him and stuff. Like you could tell people like, oh fuck, man, I loved he's it. Here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, people it like awesome. it just appreciating that is is something that more people need to do. And I'm going to say the same with Dominic, man, Dominic Bolak. Dominic's a great guy, man. I, I always enjoy seeing him. And uh, I thought he would be a little better. Um, I thought he, cause I've watched him on a Rotex last year and he, he looked, he's still, yeah. he's still really good. Um, but again, his bike, 
Again, I don't know anything well, that about these bikes, it, but that bike It wasn't look. his bike, right? Okay, and I don't know whose bike it was. Yeah, and he laid it down in uh, the heat. So Jesus Christ, he was he was like leading his heat. He lays it down, and then like I pass him, and he's getting ready to like come around, and he gets back up, and by the end of it, he fucking passes me. It's like, he's just <laughs> on a, he's on another level, dude. He just yeah. like if you go back and watch it, he like watches everybody get past him, picks that fucker up, and just goes. I'm like, oh god, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and I just run through uh, some really good names here: Raggio, Kilkenny uh cole king jj flaherty cool to see jj back he's uh he used to listen yeah. to the pods quite a bit i don't know if he still does but shout out to jj for uh for uh getting back out there and having a solid result uh jeremy de Reuter, uh steven glasgow i don't know that name but uh holler at uh at him and uh daniel pool with uh with a 10 so yeah pretty cool man that yep. you guys got to ride that that uh that track and um yeah, I, I I like having awesome. a third uh a third class yeah. at the uh AFT races, whether it's hooligans, BTR. I'm I'm not an Astro Cup guy. I'm sorry, guys. I'm yeah. I'm not, but uh I guess it's better than eh. we could have a quad. Yeah. We should have a quad class. There you go. Brush off the track. Did you hear they uh they had to cut hooligans from uh West Virginia? I did hear that. Georgie Price told me that today. I was like, damn. Yeah. Um We'll talk about West Virginia here at the end that, you know, we'll get into that a little bit, but man, I'm going in the super twins and dun, dun, dun. I don't know. I'm biased as hell, but I don't care. That's my guy. I, yeah. I've seen, a, oh man, just they, he did not ride. he sat on that bike for the first time the day before Daytona. Um, and it's not like it was like another form of an Indian or a Yamaha or something remotely close to what anybody's ever built before. It's such a new bike. And for, for him, the, the progress he's made, and I say it a lot, but you know, I think you're seeing it from other riders as well, saying similar things. And, you know, hopefully that shows I'm not completely biased um, when it comes to this, but nobody could do what he's doing on that bike this quick. I mean, it is unreal how how good he looks on that bike and and briar took the win it was uh you know before going into this event you know uh i spent some time with him in illinois and i was like dude i i think you you got a shot at lime he's like i know i have a shot so he was confident uh going into it and and dallas made him work for it man and dallas is such a crafty racer and briar man he he's got a um a tendency sometime to like send it more than like you know the, the more send it, to send it he yeah, always does <laughs> so he's always you know for the fact what i was most proud of is and it sh it showed like really great poise and racecraft from briar is he was riding the high line riding the high line and about four laps to go he dropped down and was riding lower in one and two like went in drifted up to where the fluff started and then he would cut across it and as soon as he started doing that, he pulled away, um, lap by lap, couple tenths, and he ended up winning by a little over a second. But um, so what you're saying is, is Briar stole my line, where <laughs> went in low, drifted high, but he pulled. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I mean that was it was a little un unlike Briar. Like typically, he would just send it at the top and just flat out <laughs> like use his talent to kind of yeah win. And man, he was like very. Jared Meese, like, I, sorry, Briar. That was like, I hate to give that to you, but gosh, he, he rode so smart. And I was sitting in turn two watching. Uh, I tried to go over to turn two so I could like 
not be near a bunch of people. And I just like, but it was crowded everywhere. So whatever I'm watching and I don't like to run over to victory lane until the race is over. Cause I feel like that's bad juju. Like if I start running and he like DNFs on the last lap, then I would just feel like that was my fault. So as soon as he finished, I sprinted all the way over and I was on the track before he came around to get the checker. I was, <laughs> I was just pumped, man. I know he's, he's been through a lot and, um, I mean, losing his mom and that was where he won his first win and they got to spend that moment together and, uh, how much work, um, I'm gonna give a shout out to my sister, Shana, man. She pretty much runs that whole team, her and Briar. I mean, they, they set up the canopies, they, they tear down the pit, they get there early. Shana's making a lot, you know, most of the team calls and, um, yeah, they put a lot of work in on and off the bike and Dave Zanotti is like, the guy's a legend, Michelle and Jake Johnson. Just, I don't know. I'm proud of that whole team, man. That was, that was cool. But, uh, but Dallas made him work for it. So it was, it was a good race. And the best part of that entire podium was the picture of Cruz. Just <laughs> hilarious. If you haven't seen that picture of Cruz, get on social media and find it. He's just smirking. It's awesome. Yeah. Not, not overly impressed by uh, his uncle prior. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah. And then honestly, I'm going to give a shout out to Jared. There was a point in the race where uh, the number one bike was catching both of those guys. And, and uh, I did not expect Jared to be up there just because he kind of like struggled. And I think he was on the second row in the, uh, in the, in the main event. And Jared Meese just does what Jared Meese does, man. He's going to go down in history as one of the best to ever do it. And it's because of rides like this and, he uh he caught him, but then they kind of you know like I said, Briar kind of adjusted his line and and they kind of slowly slowly gapped uh, Meese again. But a solid podium, a uh, little bit of damage control. I'm sure Meese is happy Briar won that instead of Dallas for the points. Yeah. Uh, but I think Jared was over overall he was happy with a third. Um, going into that we had B Rob, which B Rob was a little bit farther back than I thought he would be. I think he fast qualified one of the sessions, maybe two, at least one. Um, but he was eight seconds behind Briar. So, uh, yeah, it was a kind of, it was a, I thought B Rob would, would for sure be on the podium. I would have lost some money if I made that bet. Um, but I did win some money on JD. I did a bet. I'm not going to say with who, but somebody bet me JD wouldn't be in the top five. And I said, I'll take that bet. And, uh, and JD got me in there. He got me a fifth. So, uh, you know who you are and you owe me $20. So, um, <laughs> I also won $20 on that same person because they didn't think Dallas would podium. And I'm like, well, fuck, he's podiumed every race this year. And he was great here last year. I'll take that bet. So yeah. So, um, unnamed better is me 40, 40 bills on that, Eric, but yeah, top five, man. <laughs> it, uh, none of that top five was, I mean, these, these pretty much same guys are in the top five every week. Yeah. Yep. No, it's, uh, it was, it was cool to see, uh, Briar get up there. Dallas again, just doing Dallas, the, the robot stuff. I mean, the kid's going to go down in uh, the history books before too long. He's, he's a legend in the making and, uh, Jared and I, you know, it's good to see Brandon, uh, back up there, you know, uh, after the fucking tumbles he took for the first damn month of the season, he was just getting beat up. So it's good to see him back up and JD. Yeah, no, JD's a machine. I'm not surprised JD got in the top five. Yeah. Well, he's, he's never been an amazing cushion rider, but I mean, 
Again, I'm he's, going back he's to still really good. No, yeah. he's yeah, he's great. He's just not yeah. JD on a TT or you know JD on a clay track. Yeah, Cushions yeah. are probably one of his probably his worst. I think he would agree one of his worst tracks. But uh, but yeah, no, I thought mm-hmm. that was solid uh for JD. And honestly, it goes back to some of our convos and earlier podcasts. Just the the gaps this year are just way bigger between these riders than we've seen before. But um, Bronson sixth super stoked for him kind of a quiet six because Briar kind of stole his thunder a little bit but yeah Bronson you gotta look uh, at it though best result of the year at DeCoin he started to look sporty right and then you followed up with another sporty sixth place you know they're starting to figure that KTM out so I like I said in an earlier podcast enjoy it while it lasts you guys being up front you know because these KTMs are going to be a problem so yeah, Br- Bronson's a, a good rider at that. Um, Davis Fisher, shout out to Davis. Um, I'm laughing just because there was a moment at Lima where I walked by him and he wasn't like in his leathers and it was like the middle of the day. And I'm just like, I like for the next like 10 minutes, like when I walked by him, I'm like, have I seen, it was like, I think it was after the, it was like after the heats. I was like, did I see Davis ride at all today? Like, why isn't he ready? <laughs> Like, did he, did he get hurt? <laughs> like, I'm trying to think. And then, uh, and then he lined up for the main and got seven. So I didn't, uh, yeah, it was, it was just, I, I guess there is like a, there's like a weird break at Lima where they do fan walk yeah. before the mains rather than before the heats, I think is what they usually do. And, uh, yeah, it just, just threw me off. I was perplexed. So are, are you one of those people that, uh, as soon as there's a break, you take off, uh, your leathers and just like relax or are you like, uh, a- race mode machine like where you stay mm. in your shit all day well i am a machine um but true, true. i uh i usually get out of my gear just because especially yeah, i'm yeah, it's hot man it's super hot yeah. like get off and you know take your stuff off cool off and what yep. have you but um no i don't know why it give, just threw me off like you give me 10 minutes i'm fucking out of that shit like I'll oh take, i need i'll yeah i would say 40 35 30 eh, 30 really? minutes i'll take it off yeah 35 30 minutes or so well i'm in a i'm in a two uh sorry one piece suit i'm in the alpine star so it's more of a pain in the ass to put on that's fair that's fair uh vanderkoy with an eighth um yeah it's like it's like jared's been in that range right like these last few races um some some weeks at lima he looks or some years at lima he looks better than others and i I don't think this was a bad a bad result for him um and like to do better well, shout out to what he did the very next day. Did you hear what he did on Sunday? I just saw that. Yeah, shout yeah, out, man. Congrats. That's to, awesome. Uh, to Jared and yeah. Jen, man. That's uh that's super cool. I know they've been together a long time and yeah, man. I mean, honestly, like getting married and settling down, it kind of helps with your racing career, I feel like. I mean, it sort of yeah. can narrow your focus a little bit. Not that he was prowling around, but I just like <laughs> yeah. it's cool, man. It's cool to see uh kids in the sport. It was yeah. funny cuz like I knew all day that it was, you know, going to happen. And so just to see them all around the pits and, you know, like we're both married and stuff. And so I was just like, she has no idea what's about to happen. So it was just really cool. (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea until I just saw on the the old, uh, old Graham here today, Instagram. So that's a man. That's cool. Yeah. Definitely a shout out to uh, Jared and props for not doing it at the racetrack. I know everyone's so like, Oh, we should, you know, I'm going to propose at the track and eh, I don't know how I feel about that, you know? So Props to uh to Jared for uh for not doing it at the track and like his comfort zone, you know. So yep. um, yeah, for sure. 
so going into ninth, Colby Carlisle, it was cool to see uh, Colby kind of like come around a little bit on that bike. Um, I actually, yeah. I actually worked with him a little bit at Lima, um, just trying to help him figure out how to ride that bike on a cushion because it's uh it's a really rigid frame. It's a, it's like a CNJ based chassis and they're not amazing on cushions, especially when it gets like rough and deep. It just, it doesn't like to be ridden in deep shit. And Colby's used to riding like a J and M frame where you can just ride them different. And, uh, he was really struggling early on and we kind of, you know, I kind of, you know, talked with him a little bit and came up with a game plan for him that I think, would give him the best result. And uh, I won't go into details on that, but yeah, he, he did exactly everything we talked about and he managed a respectable finish. Uh, yeah, I think he could have maybe even did a little better. Um, not sure. I didn't talk to him after the race, but, uh, but dude, he, yeah, it was solid result. Uh, top 10 on a track where that bike, it would, it, it does struggle there, um, a little bit. So yeah, solid. Yeah. Solid for Kolb. And then uh and then Johnny Lewis in tenth, man. He took a little tumble and rebounded somewhat and, and got a top ten. He uh he did a great whip it. Whip it a, good. A little whip ski. Nice. Nah, uh yeah. I'm sure he probably I mean he was he was up in like the fourth to fifth range in qualifying. And I I wouldn't have been surprised to see him do a little better. I, I don't know if he's injured after his crash. I'm sure he's a little sore, but I don't is there any injuries? Do you see anything? I haven't seen anything, no. no. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure. Um, um uh just just me. I don't know if you heard or not, but no, I yeah, I I know. I've yes yeah, I seen the the <laughs> video of you in a one of those cart things, dude. I'm like, well, this oh, shit's yeah. serious now. Milking shit out of it. Milk milk it up. Uh <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> You should go to Disney World and request one and just ride around. It's like you get to go to the front of the lines and shit, I think. So, um, <laughs> 11, Ben Lau. I thought Ben would do better. I really would. He had some really good speed yeah. there last year. I'm not knocking these guys. I just, I, I guess it's a compliment because nope. I just, I know they're great riders. I expect more out of them. So, um, yeah, I, I, I need Ben to come around here, man. I, I he's a great rider and, uh, I know he's capable. So, uh, 11th, uh, really close with uh johnny they're three tenths off each other there's a little drafting going on it's <laughs> a, a good little <laughs> battle for tent there and then henry wiles man uh he's back he's back I, I will say i do love that henry's back i've said it before yes he's got a huge personality for the sport um yeah. we haven't always gotten along for whatever reason uh got a lot of respect for him as a rider um, one of these days I'd like to have him on the podcast. We'll fucking hash it out. And, uh, and I think that would yeah. be a really, really good pod, but, uh, no, it was, it was cool to, I respect him coming and, back. Um, it's hard well, and to just the, show up. So after sitting and out, exactly. So and that's what I noticed. Like, you know, you look at the guys from like ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th, they, there was a lot of, I mean, I'll be honest. Like I noticed it wasn't as smooth, but like Henry, yes, he's, he got 12th place. But the thing that I noticed about Henry, cause I watched him. It's how smooth he looked on the track. So for me, it's either, you know, the bike, uh, they're just kind of trying to get it up to speed with like, you know, figuring all out with like the, the big R word or whatever. But like he he looked smooth. I mean, he wasn't chopping throttle. He wasn't lunging all over the place. So, I, yeah, I, if he keeps coming out, he's going to keep marching to the front just because of, again, like how 
how in control he looked. I mean, I know he's super far back, but yeah, step one completed. Get out there. Yeah, and again, I don't want to. I don't. I mean, I knew it'd be a challenge, like coming out off pretty much quote unquote off the actually off the couch. Um, yeah, I'm sure he's been riding, but he hasn't been racing. And I, dude, I know, I know it's tough. I know it'd be a challenge, but I, I thought he'd be somewhere in that six to eight range. Um, I wasn't expecting to go out there and light the world on fire because it's just disrespectful to the guys at the top right now to think he mm-hmm. could just show up and and do, you know, that well, but, uh, almost 27 seconds off is, is a little surprising, but, um, yeah. I, I don't know if he's doing any more rounds, but if he is, I know he'll, he'll be better. Um, yeah. Uh, he was hint he was hinting at it all, all weekend. Like I, if he's not, I would be so, so shocked. I mean, we all know what racetrack's coming up, right? Right. So, you I wonder if he would do it on his <clears throat> he rode he rode for Johnny Good on the Indian. I wonder if he would do it on the Indian or if he would ride because I don't think he's ever rode an Indian on it. Um or if he would take a stab at it on that Cali John, whatever the, the moto looking bike. Well, he but yeah, he did and it it didn't keep up. So I don't I don't know. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like now that the, the streak is over, he can kind of go into it with you know. Mm-hmm. kind of send it quote unquote a little bit more because he doesn't yeah you know, I, I i don't know yeah I, I guess yeah huh we'll have to uh i mean shit we could check the uh have you checked the entry list for the next race no i have not that would that. be a, uh i'll check that you talk about the next people all right ryan wells the funniest man in the pits now it's good to see <laughs> ryan funny. out there <laughs> he's so cool hey, but i got it after him it was cool to see uh duffy back out right so that was cool because i even like looked over and like fuck 42 that's duffy he's back so that was cool to see him yeah and then lowry on lee you know you know doing lowry stuff is cool and then um who was that after that billy ross sean cox and cameron they were all did they dnf or so jeffrey lowry um i'll, t- I'll touch upon him <clears throat> he uh obviously was the um he got a lot of shit for at the coin for like the lapped rider thing. And and we kind of, yeah. I wouldn't say we hammered him, but we addressed it on here as well. Dude goes yeah. out and he qualified like sixth. Um, I yeah. think, I think I he like, qualified like six. Hold on. Uh, no, never mind. Wait. Well, cause I, well, I kept hearing like in the pits and like fastest bike out there was loud. Wow, Jeremiah like, Duffy oh. was eighth the last qualifier. Uh, Okay, yeah, the first, yeah, he was six. Jeffrey Lowry did. He was in sixth. He qualified. So, yeah, he was. I love it, dude. He went in and like yep. yeah, getting fucking lapped today, but uh, <laughs> I think he he ended up still getting getting lapped. But um, but he he, he had really good speed. I mean, Jeffrey yeah. knows how to uh, get around a cushion, man. He's a, he's an Ohio boy, and yeah. yeah, so it was it was cool to see him have good speed early on. And Billy Ross in sixteenth. Cody Moonrocks in 17th and Cam Smith in 18th. Uh, looked like a few of these guys had mechanicals. Uh, yeah. I think Billy, John Cox, and Cameron. Um, looks like they all were heaps of laps down. So, yeah, it looks like uh, I think Billy's on the Cowie now for the rest of the season. Yeah, well, Wiles is on his old ride. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So a little uh, musical chairs. I did see, um, I have the entry list up and Wiles is on the entry list for this weekend. Let's go. Yep. Wiles <laughs> is on there. Uh, Brandon Price is on there. He's riding a 890 Duke Ryan Varnes racing. So he must be on, he oh. must be on the other, the other Varnes bike. Yeah. I like it. God, you guys are going to talk about Pokemon in the pits, aren't you? We did. Uh, we had a. We uh. Jesus it means Christ. nothing to you, but he was at Lima, and <laughs> I saw. Uh, I saw him there. Yeah. Yep. That's and what we, made me think about us. We're lucky friends. Uh, it <laughs> means nothing to you, but we did. Uh, we traded. We did a Pokemon trade at the track at Lima. So, yeah. Priorities. God. Priorities. Oh, so yeah. sorry for you, Amber. I'm so sorry yeah. for you. What do you mean, dude? <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> what do you mean? Not. It's, uh, it's not my bag. Yeah, Chad came in and hey, how'd I look that session? Oh, sorry, bro. I didn't see. You. I was, I was, you know, doing p- Pokemon trades, but uh, it's okay. No, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. Chad um, had, Chad had a, uh, he had a good post race. Did he? What did he do? Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> we won't, Chad and Dalton. Yeah, we won't get into that. That was funny though. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> I'm like, wait, did he? How do you know? Like, I, I think he went to the airport, but. All I know is he hopped in a van with Gautier and fuck, who knows where they went afterwards. So, um, I did talk to Chad yesterday, the day before. So we're we're on track for this weekend. We're good. So you never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's funny as hell. <laughs> oh boy, um, what else, man? What is there? What else is there? Briar won the dash. Uh, should we go on the points? I guess. Fuck, I don't know. Talk about yeah. points. It's getting uh Daniels. Day. Daniels pulled away a little bit from where he was. He's at two nineteen. Jared is two oh seven. Briar one sixty six. JD one sixty one. Davis one thirty nine. B Rob one thirty six. So I don't know, man. It's starting to spread out a little. I mean, Daniels and Nice have. Have a good little let's all okay, right. So let's go into this. Let's go into the next couple rounds here if we're looking at points. Yep. Um West Virginia, I would give the advantage to Meese. Yep. Orange County advantage to Meese, right? I'm gonna go with that. Um yeah. Bridgeport advantage to Meese. Uh Clay Half Miles. I just I I know Dallas is very capable, but yeah. Meese has won the Clay Half Miles this year. And I'm going to give him an extra nod because he's got experience at West Virginia. He might have experience at Middletown, Orange County. He is, uh, and they're kind of all home races for him, right? So he'll have extra family and motivation, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, going into Peoria, I will give the advantage to Dallas. And what Jared can't have happen or Dallas can't have happen, you know, go to Peoria. Let's say Daniels wins Peoria. Meese get or I'm sorry, Daniels win, Briar gets second, JD, let's just say JD gets third, and Meese gets fourth. You can't have that gap. Like if somebody if your guy's gonna win what Jared did at Lima, he finished third. Like you gotta, and that's something that I always tried to do in you know, when I was competing for production twins championships, is always put that pressure on somebody. Um, don't yeah. give them that breath of fresh air. Um, you know, always keep that pressure on and kind of stranglehold that that points that points gap a little bit um now we well, took that's away definitely 
Go well, ahead. it's definitely cute that you think anybody but JD is going to win those uh, those TTs. I <laughs> like I I agree with you that I think Dallas has got the the you know the nod on Jared for the TTs and Briar's capable, but until somebody can you know show JD what second place looks like I, i'm just i'm i'm going ahead and writing that one in i, I just think jd's yeah, got it yeah. in the battles for second and third that's a fair fair bet i will say that i think i think briar has a better chance at peoria than castle rock i think briar could yeah. be very good at peoria depending on where how the track's prepped and i think that dallas has a pretty good shot at like castle rock um so i it's JD is great, but it's not a lock. Like for instance, last oh. year um, at Peoria, Briar only finished four tenths behind him. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's you know they're very capable of. Uh, but yeah, I mean until until proven otherwise, JD's the, the the TT guy. But anyway, going back to the schedule, um, they took off they took off the chip today, dude. Uh, we're recording. Yeah, on that Wednesday. was crazy. Yeah. Took off the that chip. And I I knew they were doing it. I didn't know when they were going to announce it. I only found out a couple of days oh, ago, oh. but I did a little insider info, but oh. so yeah, that changes the whole points outlook a lot. I mean, obviously JD and Dallas so, aren't overly excited about it. And me and do I need to put on my uh, conspiracy theory hat? You know, I do almost every, every podcast, you know, sure. I just, uh, I, it's crazy to think that this, you know, this late into the season, you're seeing the, the restrictors, um, you know, get opened up a little bit for the half miles and uh, the miles and, but they left the short tracks and they were like, I, I don't know. I just can't help but think they were like, all right, we got three TTs on an Indian that is heavily restricted there. <laughs> I don't know. I just, no, it, dude, I, there is, you know, okay. There is, that's the last thing like they're thinking about when they're trying to, I mean, honestly, they're, it's what they were going to put together for the chip this year. They were going to completely like change the the layout. And oh. honestly, it was a very half-assed effort to begin with. And I was surprised well, then that would it just was fit the bill. I'm surprised it didn't just go I've always that that's easy. I love the chip, man. <laughs> I, the old chip I really loved and was surprised, but they were kind of going about it differently this year. And I'm honestly surprised it stay on the, it stayed on the schedule this long. Um, I mean, there's still three TTs on the schedule, which is way more than they had for 30 years, right? Or yeah. one, yeah. you know, it was basically Peoria for the longest time. So, yeah, just um, yeah. and Black Hills isn't a bad track for those Yamahas. Like Dallas and JD, I think when it comes to clay half miles, I think that would be one of the better ones for those bikes because it gets really, it, well, last year it sucked until like it rained, but when it's like prepped yeah. right and it's wet, that track is fast and uh and you're super hooked up. So I think the Amis could be good there. Um but I'll give think, advantage uh, to me. Go ahead. Do you think they give um because obviously they've had hooligans at every half mile? Do you think they add a third class now that Black Hills half miles there and it's Sturgis? Oh, it's spiky, and... baby. Yeah. I, but you know what? I don't think they should let you guys ride. I think you should have to like ride the bike to the track. Just, I want to see hooligan racing. So do the fans. Like yeah, you guys are too serious. Yeah. Like it's not even. I mean, it's like it's basically production twins again. I mean, like what? Like well, yeah, exactly. It's production twins without you, so it's even better. Right, right. Well, hey, it's <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, I, I, but 
I don't care. I want to watch fucking hooligans. Like I don't want to watch retired yeah. national number riders go out and ride That's production fair. twins. I want to see a bunch of no names. So I got to people I gotta show up to Chris. And, yeah. You know, Chris McDougall, right? He's got that, uh, the XG that he rides. It's still street legal. He keeps his license plate on that damn bike. And when you're riding around the track, you can see it on, like on his back tires. So shout out to Chris for keeping his bike street. That's legal. cool. So yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. he gets some yeah. points for that. Shout out to, uh, to Chris. Um, yeah, that's just way cooler. I don't know. No, I mean, I'm a hooligan fan. I'm just giving you guys shit, but I, uh, I, I would love to see, I don't know about rapid city though. That'd be scary. Yeah. Last year, the BTR girls, I think, rode Rapid City, but I don't know if they'll yes. add. I don't think they'll add another one, right? Okay. So I think. I don't know. Well, I don't know if it rain if it rains out this weekend, they could run on that at Black Hills, but uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. But yeah, then with Castle Rock, and then two at the Springfield Mile, and and let's keep in mind, Dow still has a, a decent twelve point lead. Which the way the yeah. Twins class, like if it was a singles class and it was twelve points, that would be you know that. That's not a lot at all, but in these race, in in this class, it's there's not as much parity. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty healthy points gap when those guys usually finish first through third. Yeah, Briar is going to be the he's going to play spoiler, and it's it's going to be cool to see. I mean, again, like I talked about in an earlier podcast, Briar, JD, Davis, Brandon. The, if you're fans of those guys, they're going to play spoiler to the guys that are you know, one and two going for the championship. So there's, yeah, there's I mean, a these, lot to, it's kind of awesome. a bummer. Like these, this season has been looking at the points here. It's been so predictable. I mean, Dallas podium, every race, Jared Meese usually wins or gets like third. Um, yeah. Briar, he either gets third or fourth or seventh, <laughs> like the bad races. He, he, he gets seventh. <laughs> the, the races he's competitive, you know, he's like third, fourth, and he got a win. Yeah. JD Beach, he finishes fifth like every race. Obviously, he won one and has a podium on the short track. Davis Davis Fisher, he's fifth, sixth, or seventh like every race. Uh, Brandon Robinson, his results are a little sporadic. Second, sixth, seventeenth, eighth, fourth. Well, Brandon uh, Robinson, the universe has been taking a baseball bat to Brandon this season. So <laughs> that's <no>. true. <laughs> yeah. uh, Vanderkoy, he's he's been eleventh, tenth, seventh, eighth pretty much the seventh through 11th range the entire year. Yeah. He yeah. did have a second at Daytona. Uh, he wrote really good that, that second day at Daytona. And then Bronson, he's literally been 11, 12, eight, eight, seven, eight, 10, eight, six. Um, and Colby's been like 11, 11, nine, 10, eight, seven, 10, nine. He had a really good result at SAC where he got fourth. Um, Ben loud, 10, 10, 11, 11, 11. You know what I mean? Like the results are so yeah. No, it's definitely it's a bummer that these guys at the top are so good because it's boring. Yeah, yeah. Well, just everything kind of you have packs of people you race with, and you almost, you know, yeah. oh, oh, it's you almost, yeah. I don't, I don't know, but uh, I wanted it. to talk about. Um, uh, I want to give a shout to Moto America. They are uh, they raced at the Ridge this weekend, and really, really cool racing. Um, did you see uh, the? The super hooligan Indian motorcycles, they got freaking DQ'd for handlebars or something. Did you say they that? got DQ'd? Yeah. Yeah. Below, uh, what was it? Below the uh, uh, triple trees or whatever. I something. Don't, I, yeah. I, I like, I like girls. So I don't watch uh, Moto America. No, I'm just kidding. I, oh, I didn't watch you... it, but my buddy Ben told me about it. <laughs> he watches. He told it, me yeah. about it. 
Yeah, he does. And so uh, Andy Debrino is just hanging out third place, and all of a sudden, what's up? So dub. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're one of very few that aren't watching. Uh, I, I, I can't say I love – I love the super hooligan clash just because I'm a bagger guy. Um, yeah, baggers, baggers are a lot more fun to watch. I'm just going to go. Yeah. Ahead the super hooligan thing is it's all right. Um, but the back, like watching the super hooligan, it's basically like a, like a twins cup sort of thing. Um, where yeah, that's exactly it. the baggers. It's like, it's, if you could see a bagger race in person, it, it does not do it any justice seeing photos, you have to watch the yeah. baggers in person. And when they scoot off the corner and they're going like 160, it's, it's, it's freaking gnarly. Um, yeah. I caught a glimpse of them at uh, Daytona and I was like, how in the hell are they doing that? Like that's skill. I got I tip of the cap to them. That's it's insane. Yeah. Um, so this weekend, man, it's, so we're recording on Wednesday. Life has been crazy. Eric had to take a, ambulance pretty much back to washington and man i've been my life is a joke my schedule's so busy um so it's a wednesday we're recording it but man the weather does not look good for west virginia um no not at all so it's like 60 percent chance friday 80 percent chance saturday so i don't know yeah and sunday looks like rain so that track it's i don't think it can take that much water i really don't um but it looks kind of we'll like, like a like a clay really clay putty-ish yeah. looking i don't know it yeah we're about to find out and i like i was supposed to go up to canada and race the three rivers event but wait henry was too henry's racing mm-hmm. he's racing uh mineral wells okay that's weird um but I, I they might cancel that race it's supposed to rain up there it's like a 90 percent chance of rain i'm going to find out in the morning if they're canceling that mm-hmm. so i uh, might be a quiet weekend and just get ready for the barbara fritchie classic july 4th for frederick maryland i'm doing that so that's, that's awesome i'm super super stoked on that i was i saw you announce that obviously you you know you announced it after I got hurt, so we definitely know why you announced it, because I'm hurt and I'm not racing. I, I understand you wanted to dodge that bullet, yeah. uh, but no, I'm super jealous. I wish uh, wish I could uh, live over on the East Coast for one weekend to go race that, so if you're around, definitely go check that out. Yeah, it's a, a really cool event. The, the, um, racing on July 4th at Flat Track is just like so American. I just I just love it. Yep. Um, I do miss, I, I have to miss the hot dog eating contest. Uh, I used to <laughs> Love watching Joey Chestnut just devour dogs, but <laughs> but Frederick is I guess it's my second best option. So I the one year I had it up on my phone, I was watching like the live stream, like walking through the pits. They're like, What are you watching? I'm like, hot dog eating contest. I'm watching um, a grown man eat a hot dog. Just oh, swallow really cool, dogs. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually really disgusting. Like I think he yes. ate 70. Yes. 70 oh hot dog God. and buns in 10 minutes. Like they wow. just totally like just drown the whole hot dog with the bun and water. And then they just devour it. Oh. Yeah. It's gross. Um, but it's, it's just an American tradition. Uh, but Frederick, yeah, I'm excited. It's, uh, it's never easy there. Like, uh, Brandon price goes very, very fast around that racetrack and, 
Dan Bromley, he when he to, shows uh, up, he's good. And Sean Bear, if he shows up, obviously he's been riding good. So that number plate that uh, Brandon Price uh, with the Maryland flag on it, he needs to rock that because that's one of the coolest number plates I've seen in a long time. Like, you know, the Maryland flag is pretty dope, you know. And, uh, and then when you well, see that's that how you can plate, tell somebody's yeah, from Maryland. It's awesome. They, they have a yeah. Maryland flag somewhere on their car, or <laughs> it's like, yeah, we yeah. get it. Your flag's cool. Like, Wow. I don't even awesome. I don't even Pennsylvania's flag is it's like blue and it has like some stupid horses on it I think what is what's Washington's flag yeah uh, it? it's green with George Washington on it oh that is yeah that's I it mean, I fuck with George but this is a stupid flag too it's just a yeah. it literally it's just a green flag with a yellow thing and George Washington in the middle yep yep that's stupid that's it it's very stupid Yep. George Washington was an amazing president. We'll say he was, that. He was. But Not as I mean, as, as much as we want to talk about give Maryland people uh shit, I'm sorry. They got they got the dopest flag. So they uh, get to rock with that shit. California's flag's cool. I like it. They don't no, you know why I like it. Why? It's a bear. <laughs> oh my God. You, the, Jesus Christ. That was this, well played. Props. This PA flag so, is really bad. I brought it up. It's two horses. Like putting their sex. paws on like a ship and something in a ship and there's like an eagle. <laughs> it's really stupid. Yeah. Yeah. See what happens when you let Amish make decisions. Coolest state flags. I want to look up and see what state has the coolest flag. Sorry, guys. We're rambling a little here. New Mexico has the best flag. I don't think so. I mean, they did news. drop an atomic bomb on themselves, so I guess they can do whatever they want. It says uh, Texas. That one's boring. Oh, Washington. It says no. If the designer of this flag was your friend and you're a nice Midwesterner, they would probably want your opinion on it. And you would say, oh, uh, the green is nice. <laughs> That's no, hilarious. Okay. You should look up uh, Oregon's Oregon state flag. It has two sides. There's really? two different sides to the Oregon State flag. Yep. Right, this is the last one I'm looking. I hate Oregon, by the way. <clears throat> yeah, so do I. Yeah, oh, this whole... is stupid. Oh, there is a oh, front shut and back. Mouth. Yeah, see, it's cool. Oh, it's a beaver. little beaver. I, I like that. I like the beaver on yeah, the back. Yeah. This front of the flag is horrendous. Yeah, you just look at the back. Just look State back. of Oregon. Huh. Anyway, yeah, I do hate Oregon. It's like, it's one of those states where you can't pump your own gas and... No, uh, they just got rid of that law. Like literally just passed that law. So New Jersey, you are the only shitty state left in the union where you can't pump your own gas. Yeah. So there's one redemption for the state of Oregon. Oregon, that's your state. California, that's my state. We both get one state that we could just like block off from the union. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I I hate Oregon. I just I'm sorry. I mean, it's pretty, it's like it's cool. And there's some good racers from Oregon. Um, but I just generally hate Oregon. Um, I hate Illinois though, too, to be honest. I, Shut I've you. met a, I've Shut met a off. lot. I've met a lot of great people in Illinois. I've been yeah. to a lot of really amazing racetracks in Illinois, but everything else I hate, I, I fucking hate it. It sucks. That's fine. If you don't yeah. know everyone listening, I was born and raised in Illinois and Corey's just jealous um, that our Amish people are better than his Amish people. So oh, there's the backstory shit. on that. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. Well, I don't know, man. I, I guess that's it. I guess there's nothing else really to talk about. Uh, anything good on like you're on the 
you're on the social side of things kind of anything good or any stupid uh, comments oh tons of stupid comments there's i yeah <laughs> i had to turn my phone off during lima just because of the shade getting thrown you know from the the couch patrol um i'm like you know <laughs> you're not here you're not racing so shut the fuck up so that's no, what i mean man you see people comment yeah. and like <sighs> it's like oh it must be nice from your couch uh, or your keyboard yeah. you're like you're not even thinking about signing up you're literally just talking shit yeah i mean it's yeah. easier for the people who talk the shit the loudest it's easier for them because they have no intention of having to go out and prove anything yep. so like i always joke around with like cody and trent all those kids i'm like yeah i can talk all the shit i want because i'm not going out there and i don't have to prove anything <laughs> which i mean we yeah. ride together so i i mean I, I practice track but um yeah the biggest shit talkers are literally like i'm not yep. being a dick but like fucking big fat guys that never raced they might have had an uncle that was a mechanic and they they still talk about yeah. that and then they want to like they want to talk shit on the riders and, and that's something I have a hard time with as a rider. Like mm -hmm. I, um, I always, I always like have my, like the like my peers always have their back. It's like, dude, yeah, you, you have yeah. no credibility. Like you don't see people with credibility talking shit. Cause they just, they just don't do it. Um, it's just all these people and it's hard to sit back and, and not comment, but some of them just crack me up. Um, one day we'll get, one day we'll get good and not commenting one day uh, one day one we'll day. be like robbie bobby and not comment to people <laughs> on facebook i've gotten better one with day. it but uh i posted a video of cruz riding in the basement on uh on tiktok and it's kind of like it has yeah. it has a lot of comments right now it's probably a half a million views in the last day and somebody some Must of the dope. comments are hilarious and the one you should get him in the flat track racing and i just comment like i love trolling oh people God. from him i'm like flat track Hmm, we'll have to look into it <laughs> and just like a bunch of other dumb shit. Like, I don't know. Some of the comments are, are actually hilarious, but uh, I like commenting back from like, as I'm him and just like talking shit as like, Oh yeah. 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 You should do that. But like misspell everything and like put <laughs> really like say bad grammar. So it really looks like it's him. Be like, that's really cool. I learned how to color inside you know, you know, the lines. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap. I'm trying to think if there's right. anything non non racing related at Lima that I wanted to bring up, but man, I think everything was solid. Hats off again to the Mies crew, yeah. uh, Steve Beatty, Brent Pierce. I'm trying to think of everybody that helps them out. Um, I guess a shout out to Rob. Oh, uh, that was hard. Um, Katie, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out Katie. She pretty much yeah. Let's, the whole, yeah, yeah let's just go ahead and just default to Katie. Shout out Katie. Um, shout out man. Rob's kids were out there working. Man, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's cool to see. Shout out to the whole crew that put Lima on. We got another. We'll try and get these. Hopefully, we try to record these rewinds on a Monday and get them out on a Tuesday. But we had a little couple snafus this week, so well, I'm sorry. Yeah, milking it, <laughs> fucking milking it, dude. Back in Milk. my day. <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys for subscribing, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, keeping the pod afloat. We love it, and we are thankful. 
for that. I want to give a shout out to, we have a, a big race coming up August 19th at IMI Motorsports Complex in Erie, Colorado. Dave Kilkenny, pretty much he's, uh, the name is on the George, check. Yeah. George Roder. He is the George Roder. He is the George Roder of whatever kind of track this is. It's really smooth. I've heard it's a really cool track. Yeah. So yeah. if you're anywhere near Erie, Erie, Colorado, go check that race out. Tell them tank slot and podcast sent you. And then, uh, Hagerstown, Maryland, it's coming up. It's like a month and a couple, few weeks away. Maybe it's longer. Actually, maybe. Yeah. I think that's right. Um, flat track Hagerstown. It's a Corey Texter promotions events presented by mission foods. We have really good racing. A lot of the top pros are coming some really good purse money up for grabs. I'm hoping to get the entry list or the pre-entry form out here in the next day or so. Uh, working really hard on that. We're coming back to Hagerstown. It's been almost, I think nine years since we've had a race there on one of the most iconic racetracks in the country. So really excited for Hagerstown. If you have any questions on that event, send me a message, follow Corey Texter promos on, uh, on social media. I think my website is CoreyTexterPromotions.com. So, yep. Shameless plug on the, on, on the events and let's, uh, let's call this one a pot, Eric. I appreciate you, yes, dude. Sir. For, uh, for coming on and appreciate you guys. Till the next one, we out. <laughs>